0: Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay Sports Commons with the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Monday. March the 14th 2022 and on Wednesday the boys state high school basketball tournament the boys sweet 16 starts down at Rupp Arena beginning at 11 o'clock at first round games on Wednesday and Thursday the tournament runs through the championship game Saturday night seven o'clock there at Rupp Arena and to help preview the tournament I talked with Jerry Peck the prep writer for the Lexington Hero Leader and Kentucky.com we broke down the bracket each one of the first round matchups and then Jared talked about what he sees happening the rest of the tournament and who will eventually end up as the 2022 boys state high school basketball champion so let's not waste any time let's get right to it here's my conversation previewing the boys sweet 16 with jared peck of the Herald leader at kentucky.com okay i want to bring in my guest friend colleague lexington Herald leader in kentucky.com preps writer jared peck how's it going jared
1: it's going great. Another big weekend of uh, high school basketball yeah that was, uh, a dumb,
0: that was a dumb question. We all know how it's going. It's going <laughs> crazy. It's going crazy. You just finished with the girls' state tournament. Uh, the girls' suite 16. Now ready for the boys' suite 16. Back up for just a second. How was the girls' suite
1: 16? Uh, it was good competition. They set a record for the event in attendance on the day at Mead County. and I think Bullard East played in the morning, so they had more than 6,000 fans there for that one session. So that was a record for Rupp. It's not a record overall. Um, But they had good attendance, and the games were largely competitive. Uh, Even, you know, though Sacred Heart won it all, and we thought they would. Um, They were challenged at times by the teams they were facing. They they did have the hardest path they could possibly take. They went through the other four top teams in the tournament. Southwestern showed up pretty well, too, uh, and showed that they were one of the top teams, but they were on the other side of the bracket. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they are who we thought they were right. and, uh, they showed that, uh, uh, they were the best team in the state again this year for the second year in a row. Yeah.
0: As you, uh, as you said on the podcast that we did previewing the girls suite 16, if people listen to that and they should have listened to that because, uh, Jared was <laughs> right on the money uh with what with his uh, uh breakdown of the bracket. So now we're gonna see if Jerry can be right on the money with his breakdown of the boys bracket, which starts uh Wednesday at uh Rep Arena as well. We're going to do the same thing we did with uh, the girls' bracket. We're going to go game by game in chronological order and talk about the two teams. And Jerry will also then talk about, you know, how they might advance through the tournament as well. So I guess we should start with the first game on Wednesday, uh, which features, uh, which is at eleven a.m. Which features uh, Jefferson Town at twenty-four and eight against Lincoln County at twenty-nine and seven. What does that matchup look like?
1: Uh, it's pretty evenly matched according to Dave Cantrell's ratings. The uh, spread's only, you know, they're both in the, the high 70s as far as ratings goes. Um, you know, Jefferson Town escaped the sixth region, which is a Louisville area region. And, um, you know, Western was predicted to, to come out of there, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, they, they have to battle with, you know, Mel and Ballard as, as a Louisville team, but the, they got hot at the end. Uh, they have a, a player, Will Vassar and, and Dre Vassar Brothers, uh, averaging both averaging about, you know, 13 and a half plus a game. And Tara Cleaves is averaging 10 points a game. Um, they take on a, a Lincoln County team that uh, uh, was kind of overlooked this year because Pulaski County uh, went on their big undefeated run all the way to mid season when they faced North Laurel and uh, they beat Pulaski County in overtime in Pulaski County in the region championship game. Um, And I think they got a last second shot to do it on the baseline. It was a ball that uh, bounced out and I forget who who made the shot, but they made the shot at the horn uh, to win the game. Uh, They suffered an injury to to one of their players um, in the region tournament. Uh, Evan Smith is not going to be with them. I think in the, in the uh, state tournament, but uh, they've got Colton Ralston, who averaged 13 a game. Uh, Jackson Smith has been a a good player for a long while. He averages 12 a game and Tremaine Alcorn 13 and .9 a game. You would think given that the sixth region might be a little tougher than the the 12th region, uh, Jefferson Town would be favored here. That's who I picked. Um, But again, this is such an even matchup. Uh, You know, we just can flip a coin and pick a winner and be just as right. Okay, well,
0: then we've got the second matchup on Wednesday, the second game on Wednesday, which is scheduled to start at 1.30, and that's two teams with similar records. Talk about an even matchup, at least record-wise, in Muhlenberg County at 18-11 and against North Oldham at 18-12. and uh, Either one of those teams has the edge there, or is that a pretty even matchup as well?
1: Well, it's also a thing where Oldham's coming out of the eighth, and they play a lot of Louisville schools. Alden, North Oldham, I completely missed on in my region picks because they lost five games in February. Really? <laughs> so it's like it had no idea that they were that good. But their coach this afternoon in his press conference said like, he always knew they were pretty good. They played a tough schedule early. Um, really couldn't really account for why they lost five games uh, uh, in February, but said they had a really good game plan for their region opponents. Uh, when they got to the tournament time, and you know, they have a, a an exceptional player who's one of the highest scoring players in the tournament, Dallas Roberts, averaging 17.5 a game. Now, Muhlenberg comes back. They were here last year. Uh, they had the unfortunate uh, fate of uh, having to play Highlands uh, last year and, in, in the tournament, and Highlands, went, of course, went on to win uh, the state title. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're back, and they have a region player of the year in uh, Trey Lovell. Um, Again, if you asked me to pick one of these, uh, I pick North Oldham just because you know North Oldham has been pretty good. They've had a pretty good coach. Uh, uh, one of uh, the players who was at Auburn, I can't remember his name now, but he he came out of North Oldham. Oh
0: yeah, um, the I think he's at Tennessee. Went, then went the to Powell Tennessee. Kid, yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. The Powell Kid. He came out of North Oldham. He actually, I saw him get hurt his senior season, unfortunately, uh, when he was here. But he he looked really good until he got hurt. Right. Um, but you know, that's the kind of tradition they've been building at North Oldham. Um, I, you know, North Oldham has only been to the tournament once before. Well, I think this is their first time being at the tournament and this is muhlenberg's second in a row. So Muhlenberg's not going to be, you know, caught in the moment, like maybe North Oldham would, would be, but, uh, I can't, I, you know, I just picked North Oldham because maybe a little bit tougher schedule.
0: Yeah. It's Justin Powell who was, uh, at North Oldham We yeah. went to Auburn and then transferred, uh, transferred to Tennessee uh okay the first game of the night session on Wednesday night has uh Perry County Central uh 29 and 4 against George Rogers Clark the Clark County Cardinals at 33 and 1 that's scheduled to start at 6 o'clock on Wednesday I know Clark County has been highly rated all year uh does Perry County Central they have a shot to knock
1: off the Cardinals um not <laughs> certain I would say that. Uh, if there were be a number one seed in this tournament, it would be Clark County. Clark County has only lost once. They lost to an out-of-state superpower. Uh, they've beaten a ton of good teams this year, including many that are in this tournament. They beat North Oldham. They beat Ashland Blazer. They beat North, North Laurel. And they beat Ballard. And Ballard is not in this tournament only by virtue of losing in three overtimes to Male. Uh, on a last-second shot. Yeah. Um, so Ballard was the number one team in December. Everybody thought Ballard was the team to beat this year, although Amel is very good and has a little commit. And George Rogers-Clark kind of handled the initial storm against Ballard when Ballard was kind of overwhelmed them and put them down 10 and then came back to win that game by nine. Uh, so Clark County is the real deal. And it's just, you know, Uh, There are a lot of good teams in this tournament. Clark County has to be considered the best team. They have a junior, Jerome Morton, who if he hadn't reclassified as a junior, would be the favorite for Mr. Basketball this year. Um, He's going to have a hard time winning Mr. Basketball next year, but he's probably going to be region player of the year. And they have a couple other juniors who are also really good, not average double figures, Trent Edwards and Sam Parrish. And they have a senior transfer from LCA, Tanner Walton, who's kind of, a glue guy and Parrish and Walton have helped put this team over the top. And I, I, I asked, uh, coach Josh Cook, uh, this morning, or, or when we had the press conference, it's like, what's it like being such a big underdog this, uh, year? And it was like, everybody's overlooking you. He goes, yes, yeah, let's, no, he, he, he doesn't mind the pressure of it. Uh, he thinks that, uh, you know, the expectations are good. And, uh, you know, Perry County Central is coming in, you know, got a puncher's chance. You know, I talked to him last night and heard uh, their coach, um, you know, this afternoon, you know, talk about uh, how they've got a game plan. Shannon Hoskins is the uh, the coach down there, and he's got a region player of the year who is a Mr. Basketball candidate in Landon Napier. And, uh, Landon Napier averages 15.7 points a game, and they have a... A freshman, Rich Beverly, who's uh, doing double figures as well. Um, you know, it's I was a tough draw for Perry County Central, um, but you know, you know, who knows what what happens when the lights come on? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, we we see Clark moving forward out of there, uh, barring catastrophe. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, let's get to the last game of the opening day. Uh, eight thirty start for North Laurel at twenty eight and five, and Pikeville thirty one and two. There's a rumor going around that uh, there's a kid at North Laurel who uh, some people might be uh, paying attention to. That people might want to come out and watch. What can you tell me about that?
1: Well, uh, yeah, uh, Reed Shepherd, who's the Kentucky commit and the junior, and who is. Uh, probably the favorite for Mr. Basketball next year. Um, you know, he is the most talked about in-state Kentucky commit since Rex, Rex Chapman. Right. And he is a phenomenal player. Um, you know, he will put butts in the seats, as they say. And, and playing Pikeville, I mean, I don't think how you could have a, a better first-round matchup than an Eastern Kentucky school against the North Laurel, which is like an Eastern adjacent school. <laughs> right. They're more South than, than East, but I'm sure they consider themselves Eastern Kentucky. And, and Pikeville was the, the all a classic champion this year. And they also have a, a, a really good junior in Riley Salmon. And it was like, uh, you know, Pikeville's going for the double here. And if they beat North Laurel, they might have a shot And the yeah. only, one other boys team has won both the all a classic and the sweet 16. And that uh, team was from Pike County. It was Shelby Valley back in, in 2010. Okay. Um, so there's a little history there. Uh, but you, you know, Pikeville is going to bring a fan base and North oral is going to bring a fan base. And so yeah, that's just a box office winner on uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday night of uh, the first night of the, the tournament is, I, I'm excited to see what kind of crowd turns out for that game. All the COVID restrictions are off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no COVID restrictions on seating. Uh, uh, we weren't, nobody was wearing masks. The mask restrictions are off. So, I mean, it should be. Um, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, just a just a spectacular game. And they're pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to have to, you know, Teams that give North Laurel trouble, or teams that take try to take Reed Shepard away, and let the other players beat them, and hope that the other players don't beat them. But Reed Shepard has a pretty good running mate in Ryan Davidson, and they have the top three-point shooter in the tournament in Clay Sizemore. He makes more he sh- he makes more than any other player in the tournament at like three or four a game, and he makes them at a higher percentage of like forty-four percent. So if Sizemore and the other guys are making Shots. It's really hard to to say, okay, we're not going to let Reed beat you because everybody else will beat you. Yeah, yeah.
0: It should be. Yeah, that's a way. That's a great way to top off, top off the first uh, the first day of action in the Boy's Sixteen on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about Thursday's matchup with Jerry Peck of the Herald Leader when we come back from this break. Okay, back here with uh, my friend and colleague from the Herald Leader, Jerry Peck, who covers high school sports for the Herald Leader at kentucky. dot com. We've talked about the Wednesday matchups in the boys' Sweet, Sweet Sixteen. Which gets underway on Wednesday. Now let's talk about Thursday games, and we'll start in chronological order, although the bracket's a little out of order. But we'll start in chronological order with uh, Warren Central at twenty, the eleven a.m. game with Warren Central at twenty-six and three against Mail at twenty-eight and five. You, as you mentioned previously, uh, Mail uh, beat a pretty good team to make it into the Sweet Sixteen. How do you, uh, how do you see this matchup?
1: Yeah, and, and Mel was the number two team in our Herald-Leader preseason poll, so, I mean, it's no shock that they're here. Uh, they just had to get through a ridiculous region to get here. And uh, the the other kind of odd thing is that they are facing one of the other top teams in the tournament in the first round, uh, just like we had in the girls' tournament last week. The boys' tournament this week, the Thursday first-round bracket, is insanity, just as far as matchup goes. Warren Central is... Let me look this up here. They're just, uh, they're only the number three team in the tournament, and Mail is ranked the number <laughs> five team in the tournament. Wow. Okay. And so they're both ranked in the 80s by Dave Cantrell. The spread is the smallest between any con- first round matchup in the tournament. You know, it's only Warren Central by like 1.4 points over Mail. And Mail has got University of Louisville's uh, commit. Uh, Caleb Glenn, who uh, is a phenomenal player, and he is just a junior, and he averages a double-double a game. But, that second double is 12.7 rebounds, by the way. Uh, he is a monster, and he has a running mate, Desrick Lindsay, who I think is a senior, and I saw them play Henry Clay right at the end of the season. And if you focus too much on uh, Glenn, and Lindsay just goes right to the bucket and slams it. He slammed it on Henry Clay uh, three times in the first half until they figured out, oh, we've got we've to think about that guy. Um, and they're playing a Warren Central team who's really well coached. William Unsold has been here before. He's got, you know, one, two, three double-digit scores led by Jaden Lawrence with 14.1 a game. Uh, Chapel Whitney's got 13.6. Omar Glover's got 11.3 um they had to be bowling green to get here bowling green was the representative last year and had much of their team back um so that is uh, for an 11 a.m game that's quite the wake-up call uh on thursday morning
0: yeah um and,
1: and,
0: you had to open it up yeah that'll <laughs> they'll get your attention right off the bat yeah Okay, let's go to the second game, which is which, uh, scheduled for one start on Thursday, and that's Lyon County at 28-6 and 6 against John Harden at 25-9. and
1: 9. Yeah, and, and Lyon County has got Travis Perry, who is just a sophomore. And he has been starting since he was in seventh grade for his dad, Ryan Perry, who's the coach. Travis Perry is the leading scorer in the tournament. He averages 27.7 points a game. And knock on wood, if he remains healthy for his junior and senior seasons, he is going to pass uh, King Kelly Coleman's all-time points mark for high school basketball and leave it in the dust. Wow! Um, King Kelly Coleman scored uh, 4,377 points right now. Uh, Travis Perry is 22nd on the all-time list with what he's got heading into this tournament. Uh, three, he has 3,142 points. Um, so in, in my Herald-Leader preview, which is out right now on Kentucky.com, I'd, I've gone ahead and called uh, Travis Perry the Lion King because he's from Lion County. There you go. Um, we'll see if that sticks. But he's a phenomenal talent, and uh, he's going to be rewriting some record books. He's already got a Division One offer from Old Miss and a couple of other schools. Um, uh, John Harden comes in. Uh, without that kind of marquee name, but with some good players, they got four double-digit scores uh, led by Jalen Tyus at sixteen point four points a game, and and that John Hunt coach Austin Jones feels like that they've got a good game plan uh, to deal with uh, Travis Perry and, and and try to make the other other players on Lyon beat them. Uh, the problem is that Lyon County has a few other players that. Um, including a, a shoulders kid who leads them in rebounds. Uh, Lyon County came up here for the All-A Classic and, and um, had a lead late and blew it against Breathitt County and got knocked out of the All-A Classic tournament. And, and uh, Coach Perry said that that kind of turned their season around. It's like they got a little more serious about it and, and didn't want to have that same kind of result again. So they've been on a win streak pretty much ever since and uh, made it through the region tournament. But yeah, we're you know nobody gets to see Lyon County is like one of the smallest schools in the state, and, and not many people get to see uh, uh, this kid Travis Perry play. So um, he could make a splash here this week, and I think by the by the second day we should know who everybody should know who Travis Perry is.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun to watch uh, a kid, a young kid like that, a uh, burgeoning star. Uh, Okay, let's go to the night session, the first game in the night session. Uh, And by the way, the winner of this game will play the winner of Orange Central and Mail. So they're they're a little out of order as far as the bracket goes, as far as the uh, start times. But uh, the 11th region champ, Henry Clay at 27 and 8, takes on Murray at 25 and 6. As I said, that's the 6 o'clock game on Thursday night. How do you see that matchup?
1: Well, these are two very defensive-minded teams that both kind of won rock fights in their region championships. Um, really, it uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal. It's uh, uh, I think uh, both teams uh, the 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 winning score. I think Henry Clay won by uh, a score of. Let me look this up. I'm let's go to Murray first because it's the more shocking one. It it is. Uh, Murray won their region championship, thirty-five to twenty-eight.
0: That was, the final that was score, a
1: right? defensive battle, and go. then Henry Clay won their final, forty-one to thirty-six. Uh, um, so, but that you know, people won a shot clock. That wasn't because there was a shot clock problem. They weren't holding the ball. They were just really defending and turning each other over constantly. You know, McCracken County is a six A school, and Murray is. A two-a school in football, and so uh, Murray's doing whatever it could um, to stay in that game. I think uh, McCracken had a player hurt late, and then um, Murray had a player added late, who, who came over from from Mayfield because of the tornado. Uh, so he he moved into the county and and helped them out. So uh, Murray has a player who averages seventeen point two points per game. That's half the total of their. Region title, wow. and then uh, it's Grant Whitaker, and then Trey bogus is thirteen point four points a game. So I don't expect this game to be in the thirties and forties. I expect it to reach probably reach the the fifties. Uh, Henry Clay uh, <laughs> has got is is got a senior in A uh, Z Blackwell, A Z Blackwell. He's called A Z. Um, he, he he's kind of their you know the score. Mm-hmm. like. The difference between them this year, Henry Clay lost a lot of tight games this year. They got to the end, they felt like they had teams beat, and then they kind of couldn't finish at the rim at the end, and they, they lost some some close games. Um, they fixed that when they got to region. Uh, AZ Blackwell was taking it all the way to the rim and practically laying it on the rim to get it to go in. Their point guard, Kanye Henderson, he averages 13.3 points a game, and then uh, Coach Daniel Brown's middle son Conlan Brown is their three-point shooter, and he averages 11.2 points a game. Um, they also got a you know a rim protector in Brendan Wicker, who is uh, up there about six 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 eight, uh, and he causes a lot of problems. Like if, if he lets the the reason why their defense is so tough is because his presence in the the paint allows Henry Clay to pressure the ball more. Uh, And he erased uh, quite a few shots uh, in the paint that were coming at him, uh, both in the region semifinals against Great Crossing and against Douglas in the region finals. Um, I like Henry Clay in this game. You know, hometown bias here uh, because we just haven't seen Murray. Um, But uh, I I really like how they play. And when when Henry Clay uh, finishes off shots at the rim and makes their free throws, they're they're tough to beat, um, and not just by Murray, but by by just about anybody. It's just it's just a matter of uh, taking care of business, I, I I think. And maybe the Blue Devils, you know, this is their first time being there since two thousand five, and they've been there, been to the Sweet Sixteen as a program more than any other. They've won six titles, which is tied for the most. And um, this is their twentieth trip, and first under Daniel Brown. So it was good to see Coach Brown. Uh, make it uh, to the Sweet 16 uh, after all these years because he's had some really good teams that just ran into some extremely hard luck uh, over his tenure. Yeah, uh,
0: another interesting matchup, as you mentioned, uh, about the two teams, about the way they play. Uh, that'll be a, a good head-to-head matchup. Okay, let's go to the final uh, game of the first round, the Thursday night game, eight, scheduled for an eight thirty start. That has Covington Catholic, 28-4, uh, and four. Uh, Covenant Catholic, a name uh, that seems almost synonymous with the uh, state tournament over the years, against another team that's with a long state tournament history, and Ashland Blazer, uh, who <laughs> went 26-5 and five this year. What about
1: that matchup? Well, those teams just met each other earlier in the year, and Ashland Blazer uh, hosted Cubcat and beat them by 11, uh, 71-60 on January 29th. Um, the teams are pretty evenly matched. It's one another one of these marquee first round matchups that you only get because of a blind draw. God bless it. And uh, you know, it's it, for for the second. You know, I think you know the is they can't just say couldn't have made this any better. They, they've got such a great night on Wednesday night with the the favorite at six o'clock, and then Pikeville, North Laurel as the late game on Wednesday, and then they. have you know, got the hometown team at 6 o'clock, and then they've got this titanic struggle here. And I'd say that without any irony. This is a big matchup. Covenant Catholic, Ashland Blazer. Covenant Catholic is here a lot. They've been here 14 times. They're the last champion that's been here. They won it in 2018. Uh, they've got the highest regarded senior uh, in the tournament, Mitchell Riley, who's a 6'8 center, who leads the state in field goal for, for, he leads this tournament in field goal percentage, he makes like 70% of the shots he puts up. Um, That always impresses me. And he averages 16.5 per game. And he's not even their leading scorer. They have a junior, Evan Ipsaro, who scores 21.7. And then you've got an Ashland team. This is their fourth straight trip to uh, the Sweet 16. Uh, That's that's a hard thing to do uh, in this state, is to win your region four times in a row. You know, there are only three teams that are back here who were here last year. Ashland Blazer, Clark County, and uh, uh, Muhlenberg are the only teams that are back from last year. And Ashland's been here four straight times. And they are doing it with kind of the same core they've had for the last couple of years. And the team that made it to last year's semifinals and lost to Highlands uh, there, who was the eventual champion. They've got Ethan Sellers. Uh, who's averaging 18.1 points a game. Colin Porter, who some people think is the best point guard in the state, uh, averaging 17.4 points a game. And Cole Villers at 13.9. And and Villers is playing on a torn meniscus, we're told. And they've just decided that he's going to have it, and he's going to play on it to get through this season. And then they have another uh, uh, double-digit score in Xander Carter at 10.7. So, you know, what a a game to... to, (laughs) to finish the first round with wow. is, is this one because it's, it's just another tight matchup the, the two tightest matchups in the entire tournament are on thursday with warren central in mail and then covenant catholic and ashton blazer um like i said th- this thursday first round is loaded
0: yeah uh, yeah talking about all these matchups so many great matchups there it should be a great day uh, uh, Wednesday and especially on Thursday. Okay, Jerry, we've gone through the first-round matchups. How do you see the rest of the tournament playing out? Are there things, uh, specific matchups you're looking forward to, things you want to see? How do you see it uh, unfolding there at Rep Arena?
1: Well, I think your first-day winners are going to be Jefferson Town, probably North Oldham, uh, Clark County, and I've got North Laurel. But, again, as I preface this in my <laughs> last week, I know nothing. These are kids, <laughs> high school players, no idea what's going on. If if any if, if my overlooking your team or not picking you helps you uh, motivate you, I've done my job. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, uh, I am happy to be – because last week the Southwestern co- coach was salty about – you know, them being like the number 11 team in the tournament and me picking McCracken over them. And it was like, well, good, I've done my job. You and you've proved that uh, we're all idiots because we are You're <laughs> paying attention. It's, it's fine. Right. Um, but uh, then uh, on the other side, you know, I, I think I've got, I don't know. I seems like I picked uh, John Harden over Lyon County because I just didn't like the way Lyon County uh, lost Uh, in the All-A. But Mm. I'm thinking about that again now. I might just have to go back and fix it. I don't know. Um, And put it the other way. And then we have Ashland Blazer uh, over Covenant Catholic. And my confidence rating in that is 10%. And then I've got Henry Clay playing Mel. Mm. Um, Henry Clay and Mel played each other before, and and Mel came out on top there. Uh, If you can make me pick a final four... I've got Jefferson Town, Clark County, Ashland Blazer, and Mail, and then Clark County and Mail in the final. And Clark County winning it all for the second time and in, uh, in program history. They won it all in 1951.
0: That's correct.
1: I think they're going to win it all again here in 2022. Uh, they are such a complete team. They've got inside. They've got outside. They've got a really good point guard named Sloan. Um, And and in a tournament that has So many sensational juniors uh, They've got one who Probably thinks of himself as the best Even with, you know, Reed Shepard And Caleb Glenn here Jerome Morton is a phenomenal player And, you know, they played North Laurel before And kind of overwhelmed North Laurel And we'll see what happens if they rematch um, and whether North Laurel has any more answers, but North Laurel can't match up with Trent Edwards. Really, uh, it's, it's hard for them to do that. And as good as Reed Shepard is, he can't guard five pl- players, right. <laughs> and you know, or, and he can't guard. You know, they've got a couple. They've got a couple guys on North Laurel who can guard the other guys. But Carr County's got guy uh, has got five guys that can guard you, uh, and that, that's that's kind of. Where I am with the difference between those, um, you know it's it's hard for me to see a way around Clark County not winning at all. I think certainly Mail can, and Mail has definitely got the talent to do so, uh, but Clark County being able to hang with Ballard says to me that they can hang with Mail and that would that's a game that could go right down to the end. I don't think Clark County is a runaway, they're not going to win by 10. But I think that they can win it, and I think Mel can win it. I just, you know, I'm going to pick (laughs) purple or red. I'm picking red today. Right.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, But whoever wins the tournament, it sounds like they're going to earn it because there are a lot of good matchups and a lot of good players in. Oh, it's
1: a sensational field.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, It should be a lot of fun. Starting Wednesday at uh, the at for the boys sixteen uh sweet 16 jared tell the listeners remind the listeners again about uh uh where they can find your work online follow you on twitter and just uh, uh you know give them an idea of what what you have online and what you will have online especially leading up to the tournament previewing the tournament um
1: tournament previews i've got a team-by-team look at the uh, You know, the top scorers, rebounders, you know, their 316 history, you know, just a little glance at some basic facts on it. That's already should be online now at Kentucky.com. I've got uh, 16 facts about the tournament and tell you who the top juniors are, who the top seniors are. uh, A little bit more about Travis Perry and and what the top matchups are and how closely matched this field is. Uh, That's in my 16 things story that is already been online for a couple hours now on kentucky.com that stuff will appear in wednesday's herald leader um this week it's going to be myself and josh moore covering the tournament uh, we're going to do every other game um so we're both going to have highlights uh from the tournament as they happen we can't do lo- any live feeds because that's uh, pr- proprietary but we can shoot highlights and, and put those highlights on as uh, pretty quickly after they happen and we do that uh um, we do that all through the tournament, uh, and if there's a big play, um, you'll soon see it on for me at HL Preps on Twitter, and for Josh at Josh Moore HL on Twitter. Uh, we I I try to get if there is a huge play, a dunk, or anything like that um, that could go viral online, uh, I put it out there, Then um, we'll have coverage of every game in the tournament. We'll do a uh, a story on each game, and uh, we might have a feature or two around the games. But that all begins uh, Wednesday on Kentucky.com, and uh, those stories will appear pretty soon after the games are fu- are over.
0: Yeah, always great stuff. Great job covering the girls' Sweet 16 last week. Uh, we'll have uh, equally great job. I know, uh, covering the boys' Sweet 16 this week. Be sure and follow Jared, as he mentioned, on Twitter, HL Preps, and Josh as well, Josh Moore, HL. Jared, uh, have a great week at Rupp Arena. Should be some great games, some great matchups, and uh, considering who all is playing, should be some big crowds down at Rupp Arena. Uh, Have a great week this week.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me too, John.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks again, Jared. Yep. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay podcast. My thanks to Jared Peck of the Herald Leader in Kentucky.com. Follow him on Twitter, HL Preps. Check him out all this week, uh, covering uh, all the coverage leading up to the tournament, during the tournament, and after the tournament with Jared. On Twitter, HLPreps online on Kentucky.com in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader. As Jared mentioned, Josh Moore will be helping him out in, co- in the coverage down at Rupp Arena. You can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. You can find me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can send me an email, Clay at herald leadercom dot com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Give us a rating and review that helps get the word out. We'll have plenty more podcasts as we move through March and through the NCAA tournament as well. So be sure and check those out. We appreciate everybody who supports the podcast. We appreciate everybody who supports the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. I want to thank Jared Peck. I want to thank everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcasts.